When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around your iPhone 7S, I think it's called now. <laughs> it's time for This Life with Dr. Drew and Bobby Forrest. That's right, and this episode is courtesy of BergametNA.com and the National Assessment Foundation. Yes. Wow, that's very, tell us I'm about that. down there all the time. Yes. It's trying to equalize things, trying to help people that don't have insurance, people that ha- are underinsured, I think is how you call it in the uh, politically correct yeah. world, Not which insured. is a majority of yeah. Americans. Well, certainly addicts <laughs> yeah addicts yeah and and trying to find placement for them oh my know? god i ordered i you know i take chronic medical medication and i ordered my meds today and i looked at that three of the medicines that i use and i use several seven hundred dollars each for a 90 day supply i was like oh my god that's two thousand dollars a quarter it's like i can't that's just for three of them. i have like five I, I, I was i was stunned and that's my insurance pays you know 80 percent of that whatever but Medications. I understand why. So people what's are so happening upset in about. America is only elite PPO union insurance yeah. really gets treatment. Well, and even and, and you know what that's like. I I've, I've fought those insurance companies my whole career. So the National Assessment Foundation finds placement for everybody across the you board. You call in, it's a call in. Call in, you get assessed, you get assigned a, a caseworker that tries to help you find Do we have their number? the dots with treatment. It's 888-494-9186. Okay, National. So if you we need... post that up. If you need trouble, if you need uh, help... If you need trouble, ask you're in Bob trouble. Forrest. Yeah, <laughs> Bob Forrest is trouble. <laughs> that, the other voice is Simone Bian, who I'll be introducing. If you need help, call Simone. In mere moments. But this is, this is... The reason Bob and I get behind these guys is that they're not just placing people in treatment of insurance. They're helping everyone that calls in. Yes. And that's a big amazing. deal. No now, one's ever done it before. And are they run by a charity? Yeah. No, well, well, sort it's of. A it's a not-for-profit. But, right. Okay. But they're, I don't think people... I, they should be a charity. They should think of themselves as a charity, yeah. really, because they they offer. You know, they have very well trained people manning the phones who call back. This sounds amazing. They stay after people till they get into treatment. It is amazing. Yeah, and I was I was I do it sometimes. I'm down there twice a week, oh. right? And so I'm working with this guy for like two days, and then finally I say, I got, "We got a place for you in Michigan." He goes, "Michigan? I don't want to go fucking Michigan." <laughs> <laughs> Which again, we we but 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 there's, there's Holy two drug addicts, right? There, there's that. two parts if of there that. Was 
cancer treatment in Michigan, you'd fucking go. That's exactly <laughs> right. So there's two prongs to that story. That That is A, with the point you just made, which is make sure you're ready for treatment. Uh-huh. And B, these people are going to the mat to find it, find it anywhere, real treatment somewhere, that will either take your insurance or take you for free or whatever it is. Also, our friends at Bergamot, uh, order today, you get 10% off at checkout if you type in DRDRW. And please do visit Doctor.com. Click on the Amazon banner for all your shopping needs. Uh, we thank you for your support. We also hope to be hearing from you in the comments on iTunes. Uh, we'd like to see those five-star ratings. Please subscribe there and at Doctor.com. And um, and since we're talking about wait, Italy, wait. I wanted to say, Ian Brennan, the guy that was okay. here that's I- from Bergamot. The, right. Right? Yeah. They had a baby, and they named the baby C. U-O-R-E, which means heart in Italian. Cor, 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 cor. Cor. Remember, we had a, we, his, well, wife his wife is from Bergamot. It was from, no, his wife is from Calabria, which is where the Bergamot, fr- which is where the fruit is from yeah. that Bergamot is made. And all these polyphenols are becoming a big deal right now. Bergamot has the highest concentration available and the best studied of all the, of the polyphenols out there. So I'm so uh, and by the way, because my prescriptions are all expired and terribly costly, I'm switching to Bergamot for a little while, Scru- right. exclusively. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to go back on my usual meds, but I will ex- switch for a while. Simone, are you following this? I sort of am. Don't you okay. want to get on I, it? I want right to say. Now? I want to say the takeaways I have is that it, it doesn't matter how much it costs to keep Drew alive. <laughs> We're doing it. Okay, good. Well, I'll come to you next time I do my shirt, yeah. my, my mesmer. Number refill. one. Uh, number two, I'm still mesmerized by Bob calling yeah. his daughter with the middle name Magic. Magic. So that's, that's made me happy. So and small- number three, that there are good people in America doing really, really good things. There really are. Yeah, which I love yeah. giving back. Yeah. I just think, oh, bless them. Now, Simone, uh, talk to me, people that may have missed you last time you were on this podcast. Oh, and Bob's explain, trouble. Explain who yeah, you are. Trouble. That goes without <laughs> saying. <laughs> explain who you are, what you're doing. I am um, a very good friend of yours. Yes. I just had to remind him. I know that. And so I've, I've known Bob for years as well. And so, obviously, Drew, you and I, we did... Um, Love Line. Love line together, mm-hmm. and I was on rehab with you, helping the female yeah. clients. Yes, ladies. I'd forgotten we subjected you to that whole experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it I. was amazing, <laughs> yeah, actually. It was it, else, it, was, it was one of actually just to say that because I have I'm a, a child of addiction, mm. and um, working with young addicts and with you. I sort of like and and the whole team, but it it was one of the most transformative oh, nice. um, experiences for my relationship with the addict in my family. Oh, nice! Well, that, and that I was team. able to get That's what a, people say from yeah, the show. It's so weird. Much well, deeper understanding and compassion. I, I would argue a lot of that is this team we have with Bobby yeah. and Shelley and Louisha and Sasha. This this was Camelot when we when we were a professional team together working at a hospital and. And we did it for next to nothing. I swear to God. It, I remember we, you telling me. We did. I, I, I mean, Bob, it's so you ridiculous. Like 11 to, I went up years Drew, years. Simone, when yes. Drew hired me, I was working at a pizza parlor. I was going to take a pay cut to go work as a counselor. <laughs> True. Swear to God, I was yeah. looking at the hippest yeah. pizza parlor in Silver Lake. Yeah, oh and we did, it, we did it. We did it for like ten years, and I, and and we're not never acknowledged what we were doing. We could deal with the worst of the worst. Everyone, yeah. everyone else couldn't handle them. We got them. We could do. What we could. A do. lot of people still sober. We I get you know text messages every birthday from all these was, people I from s- all over. Do, 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 It was Camelot, I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. You look back at that and you go, oh, my God. How did a, somebody not realize what we were doing? 
compared oh, yeah. to what's going on today, especially. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. there's some Camelots out there. You got to find them though. You got to yeah. really find them. It's right? hard to hold it together. I got one going in Malibu. It's hard to hold it together, you know, because and if you look at what happened to that team, Shelly runs a program yeah. with 82 fucking clients. Louise, I would rather be dead than mm-hmm. dealing with 82 <laughs> clients. Yeah. Oh yeah, she Can texted me. It? By the way, Susan Shelly. 82. Shelly texted me once. Oh me to come, my gosh. Wants me to come speak at her treatment centers, which I'm happy to do. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe you want to turn it into something and my wife the producer here she can yeah. make a and pot out of it or something Louisa runs Refuge in Hollywood yeah. that's like 35 that's a, that's a manageable number I don't of know, people but is it an outpatient group or yeah, yeah yeah outpatient yeah. and so and I work in Temecula and Malibu so like it all just blew up and went in different directions, which is historic of the treatment industry. The original Synanon group, the guys that ran Synanon, when it blew up... Describe what Synanon is. Synanon was a cult (laughs) drug treatment program. Do you know about it? I heard about it. By, so so when it, yeah yeah he, they tried to kill one of the guys by oh putting a God. cobra in the mailbox. Mm. <laughs> that's that's kind of little. <laughs> it's no big ball. deal though. Yeah, it's people. Why there isn't oh a documentary about Synanon? Yeah, there has I don't to be because why. I only anyway. heard about it a few a few weeks ago with a professor who was doing um, amazing work in the drug treatment area, and he was talking about that. And I'm not joking. I was like. I, uh, my mind was blown. Well, what is your point about it? So all when that blew up, when the murder investigation and the whole thing blew up, the counselors who worked there, you want to know who they there were? There were some good ones. Harold Owens, oh, Jack wow. at Cry Help, wow. still impact staff members. So they were good. So it blew, all the good people that worked there blew up and scattered across Southern California. Oh, that's All good. these great programs, mm, right? Because it, fish sinks from the head, really. You know, that's... That's yeah, wasn't it, it very? Um, uh, there should be a documentary, but wasn't it very abusive? Yeah, to, oh yeah, oh, yeah. And punitive and cult-like. And yeah. if you left, you kind of like Scientology. Kind of. I was going to say, I, I, don't want, but I, I don't wasn't brave enough to say it. People outside my house. Um, but it was. <laughs> did, yeah, it, didn't Let's you have to sign up for any <laughs> ten years? Yeah, there you go. You signed up for ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, but all right. So, so you describe more of your work, right? So, so, so I call I, I call Simone in when I need some empathy, <laughs> somebody to be deeply empathic, and to help somebody tolerate interpersonal closeness mm-hmm. and to reach their own feelings and, and appreciate that in other people. The the they're reluctant to recover many times yeah. <laughs> in one way or another. The trauma survivors, stuff like that too. So that's what Simone is really really good at. And they keep going. And um and on sort of on that sort of skill basis, mm. um I now do neurolinguistic programming, which um is a very peculiar word which doesn't actually mean anything. Um except the work that you do, which is basically it's all about how we use language and meaning, how we can it's it's talking to the unconscious mind. Well, I was so surprised you went to that. I, I and I have no quarrels with it, but but because you're so intuitive and already so in touch with all that, I, I was surprised you needed that cognitive piece. Well, it, it was interesting because when I've worked with clients, now some of the techniques that they do are like they're, they are phenomenal. And there's a, a part of it that is very intuitive because I got trained by people who are really spiritual mm. and sort of like very much sort of, you know, coming from, from my values. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, when I work with some of my clients and I introduce the, uh, introduce some NLP techniques, I did have, and I'm, I'm going to say this cause I learned a big lesson. I did have two of my favorite clients come to me going, uh, Simone, 
I came to you because didn't want that. And then I was like, okay. And so now, and and I'm so grateful. It's like you know, uh, when we are in work, how we learn from the people we see as well. For sure. So it was good. You know, almost when like you first learn how to be angry when you've got anger, and you sort of go 180 degrees, and then you're just like, oh, hold on a minute. Now I'm come back in the middle. I think it was I was an overly keen student. Well, but it must have been impactful for you. Personally, it was totally. What was it? Totally. So there's. uh, I'm going to talk about something which I I think is so out of this world and so incredible. It's a process called timeline. You can call it timeline therapy or timeline technology. And what it does is it removes our memories from the amygdala, Mm -hmm. from the fight or flight place, and puts the memories that have been deemed super traumatic yeah. disavowed disavowed it, and it puts them in the yeah. hippocampus well that's what dmg dr and all these other things are supposed to do there's all these different techniques for this right well what is so beautiful about this is it's like a conscious un- it's consciously talking to your unconscious and what is so beautiful is while i am there facilitating it and guiding it it's actually the person themselves talking to their unconscious mind, connecting with their unconscious Wouldn't mind. Wouldn't they so, have to start meditating first? Uh-uh, to even no, know? no, 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 no. Um, I uh, was, I'd, I've, I've now discovered this whole new way to get into meditating, which is through my travels, working with a guru in India, which sounds so well, it's ridiculous, no, but, but it's it was still, very beautiful. But it's still sort of but, mindfulness, uh, you know, yeah, but, one way well, or another it, can see. Well, it is and it isn't. It's, uh, well, it, mindfulness, depending, what do we mean by mindfulness? That's what I said, one way or another conceived. Yes. Because it's many different things. So, so what happens is, <clears throat> when, it, it, first of all, you have to introduce, you know, introduce somebody to the idea and, and get them on board that, okay, we have an unconscious mind, which I know sounds crazy, and that... W- I believe all change happens. Doesn't, doesn't sound crazy, does? All right. <laughs> well, no, it's like that some yeah. people don't know. Okay. Um, but some people don't know. Or don't, or don't or, appreciate it. Or don't appreciate yeah. it. Yet. So um, we talk about how all change happens at an unconscious level. So we are working, I am working with somebody's unconscious mind. I'm using language patterns to, to connect so that I'm talking with their unconscious. I know what their conscious mind is doing because i because why, I say, why not and i'm just being polemical yeah. why not go to old-fashioned psychoanalytic techniques oh my god it's because they're completely the opposite because okay let me i i, I really it takes drew, years because <laughs> it takes years and okay i'm so sorry drew oh hold on, i have to calm down everybody listening just breathe for me oh i can feel that breathing fantastic now i'm calm and i'll say this i have an issue with talking about our problems over and over, over and over, and over so again. But that's not what psychoanalysis it, is. Psychoanalysis is specifically somebody trained to pick out symbols and themes that the patient is unaware of and require nobody's, them to step out of that really cycle. Nobody's really doing that, Drew. They're just regurgitating over and over again. There's, that's why I keep trying to that's tell you. That's not true. Have you ever been in psychoanalysis? I've yes. been on I've, Yes, been I've been to the Jungian Center for four well, years. Oh, gosh, well, wow. Jung, I don't, I don't do wow, <laughs> I love Jung. <laughs> I like the ideas, but I, not as a therapeutic thing. I, although he, he, I just love the people. They're so yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So let me just tell you about this this process and, and try and make it clear. But let's just clear, clear up this thing. Yeah. So 
so much mediocrity is going on in every area of American life, including therapy. Therapy. Okay. Well, right. Drew, sure. you said that to me. That's for sure. For that's for many sure. years. That's and who's sure. making it? Who's making it mediocre? The health insurance companies. Yes. All right. Yeah, okay. and that's and all we need to do. So when you pay cash, which the service is worth cash mm-hmm. because it's a, it's how you find peace of mind and wholeness. But most people don't want to pay because they go to therapy and they go, I'm not going to pay Many. $300 so, or $200. Because they don't value themselves. Because they don't value – they um, don't – because they're the fearful treatment. of getting yeah. mediocre care, I think. Oh, interesting. Well, it's you know so, what I mean? It's so slow and so – Long that it, it doesn't. If you're paying, you're not getting a reward. You know when you put pay that kind of money, you get something yeah, back now, immediately. This gives you try gives, harder yeah. to gain insight. I tell you, I paid cash. You try harder. Yeah, sure you work. yeah, you work. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's very and sure. and yeah. And there is yeah. So, so I think so, that's what she was touching on. So give me, yeah. give me, want to want to want to use me as an example to take me in. Let's go do a little subconscious work. Okay, come on. Um, well, okay, okay. Let's do it this way. It's it's a whole process. Okay. Um, let me explain the process and let me almost do it as if we're going through it. Okay. Because I don't want you to do it, and for it, I mean, it will work. Okay. But it might not work like this. Okay. So we're just gonna talk you through it. Okay. Right. Hey, so you could be a all, politician. <laughs> <laughs> it's my NLP training. Yeah. Uh-oh. So this is different than the NLP. So it is part of NLP. It's like an offshoot um, mm. of NLP. Mm. And what NLP doesn't tend to do, there is a, there's a, a system. Processing yeah, near, yeah. Uh, it's, there's a system like this in NLP, but it doesn't go as deep. Okay. This was created does this by... Have a name? This, it does. It's called Timeline Therapy, oh, yeah. and it was created by somebody called Tad James. Tad James is Now, when you say Timeline hippie. Therapy, one of the big things that people don't do that is done in good treatment which is the first thing you do is sit down and do a timeline of your life. And, and you go through every single... And then you go back through your timeline. And you go back right. through your timeline okay. to try to bring out more and more and more of the traumas. Right. Well, this is almost very different. Okay. It's almost the opposite. So um, this is... Let, let's, let's do it. Both of you do it. And you can just get a sense. And then we can do it for real when we have a bit more time. So both of you stand up. And anyone listening, uh, do this along with us um wherever you are doesn't matter if you're in the gym just stop because this is just i think this is really fantastic so just take a breath first because i just want everybody i might be saying that for myself (laughs) so just i know sorry i've got very indian i'm getting like take a breath well this is us keeping the prana up keeping our energy up which is why drew just like completely just my shoulder hurts okay so taking a nice deep breath and um, I do you understand that the brain has a timeline? So I'm going to say that it's it's where we store our memories, mm-hmm. and it isn't in a linear mm-hmm. um, order. It isn't sort of like oh, and when I was seven, and when I was eight, and when I was nine. Mm-hmm. This is looking at it as in when if something great happened, ah, and then something great happened again. If something great happened when I was seven and something great happened when I was 23, it would kind of go in the similar, oh, these are great experiences. Mm -hmm. So it stores it sort of emotionally. That means that if we do this process, I know I'm talking a lot about the process without doing it, which can be confusing, but then it can also be meditative. You can change, can you not? Mm-hmm. There we go. Is Wonderful. Is voice putting you into a trance? Is that what's happening here, Bob? <laughs> um, then what happens is that once you get rid of 
the core, which is like the deep root, then it's a gestalt. So it's like a bead, a pearl necklace, says the sex therapist, but a real pearl necklace in the sense of like all the emotions and all the, all the events are tied together like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Drew's looking at me. I'm just letting everyone know. He's looking at me disbelievingly, but it's no, okay it's because I'm, it's all right. I'm, I'm, you're going to experience it for yourself because you're not. Uh, anyway, let's just go for it. So. Um, if I were to ask your unconscious mind, and let me first ask, is it okay if I talk to your unconscious mm-hmm. mind? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I have your permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew? I yes, you do. There yes, we go. <laughs> oh, polarity responder to my right. I'm joking. Right. Um, <laughs> if I was to ask your unconscious mind where the future is, I have a feeling it would say straight ahead or to the right or behind or to the left oh so that's we're, ask, supposed to, we're supposed to if i give ask you your that? unconscious mind now where the future is can you point to where the future is okay fantastic great so just to let everyone know um drew is pointing to the right and bob is pointing to the left so he's pointing <laughs> like out politics. to the <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very do you know that's so funny because i was actually going to mention that a lot of people do have the timeline hold on let me get it right so where actually where the past is here on the right yeah. and the future is on the left the and, so, and so interesting yeah, it doesn't but, matter but any you know way it, you do it it's but perfect. let me tell you with politicians mike go ahead with politicians this is just watch for politicians because when they talk they will emphasize when they're talking they will emphasize with their hand on the right saying we know that this doesn't work and what we're going to do so they're signaling with the right and the left and so they're like programming this what does that mean when they go like that right that. at you Oh well, that that, you know that thing. Ah, well, that means like I've change got the re- I've got the remote. <laughs> yeah. Yes, or it might be someone being really nice going change channel because I'm about to hypnotize you and ruin yeah. your life forever. <laughs> no, okay. So, and if I was to ask your unconscious mind where your past is, where would it point? Perfect. I'm going behind. Okay, great. So. Perfect, yeah. perfect. So if I, if you put what they're doing now, everyone listening, is they're putting their arms out and Drew has gone to the opposite side and Bob has gone to the opposite side, which is just a little bit off centre. You're like me, little bit, wonderful, oh. curvy mind, <laughs> off centre, which is nice. So you notice that they are mm-hmm. aligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. What I'm going to ask you to do now is if you've noticed they're aligned, I would like you to, <clears throat> if here is now, mm-hmm. and so you're, you're standing on your feet, and everyone do this at home, so you've done the future and the past, and now I would like you to close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, I would like you to float up above your timeline High, high, high above your timeline. Can I ask a question? No. Okay. Unless it's your unconscious mind talking to me. But you can ask a question. But no, that means you're I'll overthinking. Just it, I'll just go wherever it goes. Yeah, yeah. To trust your unconscious mind. And that's really important for all of us. Mm-hmm. So um, as you float up, I need you to just float into the past. And when you're there, let me know. I think I'm there. Okay. 
And Bob, if you want to go higher up, above your timeline, and then back into the past. We're not actually going to any specific event. We're just high up in the sky, or wherever you may be. Bob, are you there? Mm-hmm. Great. And now I'd like you to float all the way ahead to the future. And let me know when you're there. There. Great. Mm. Yeah. And now, come back to now. Not in the room, but just above on your timeline to the present day. And now go out to the future again. And let me know when you're there. There. Great. There. Perfect. And now come back to now. And whenever you're ready, just float down into the room. And Bob, what did you have for breakfast? Cereal. Great. What did you have? Coffee. Of of course. (laughs) Great. Okay. So how was that experience? That was not... This was us getting ready for Timeline. How was that experience? Well, it had a hypnotic quality, which I dig, uh-huh. which is fun. Great. Uh, and it seemed more wish fulfillment than anything. Confusing. It seemed confusing. Okay. Yeah. That good. That means that... Could you... Could you the most important thing was, could you... What did you see? Like, it didn't make sense to me. It was confusing. Right. Yeah. So what we would do, Drew, when we go into yeah. it, is we would work to... clarify to, Well, we wouldn't clarify it. I would work with you to actually switch off your critical thinking and just, like, put it to one side. It's the critical factor. See, this, this to me, feels exactly like what psychoanalysis felt like. Ah, that's okay. a mine. Mine so, connected the dots. So my, my, mine did not. Mine, mine just let me with my do insight, exactly your time with my th- th- two different tracks of therapy. The, the time I felt safe in my life was with my dad. Right, the day he died. Before I found out about it, he came to me in a dream and we flew out over the desert where mm-hmm. I grew up. Mm-hmm. That's what I just experienced mm-hmm. again. So I go back to the most safe I ever felt and the most trauma that ever Mm -hmm. happened to me, the death of my dad. I do it every time. I've been in therapy for 20 years about it. They're always connected. They're always connected. That's why I'm striving to be the best dad. You know what I mean? And not die. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So that's the future always. It's right. I went right to Claremont in the living room. Like literally. With your kids. Yeah. So it's, very strange that I consistently throughout therapy it's that and so I'm, like my dad and I are on a magic carpet oh. you know what I mean and we're flying around and that happened the night that he died mm. it's crazy right what your subconscious comes up with yeah uh, yes amazing see and, and I think um, people misinterpret like a ghost came to me and like whatever no, no. no that's a, it's a part of you yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's, and it's trying to lead you and tell you what you need to work on, it's trying to tell you yeah. not to be scared, to be fearless. And this is then, obviously Bob has like sort of uh, framed it beautifully yeah. because this is when we then 
go into the timeline process. And I, and actually, I would love to do it with you both. And I will sort of I want to bring it. There's a script, and the reason that you go from the script is so that the language is absolutely precise. Mm. So I'm talking to your unconscious mind. But what happens is, and what is so so beautiful, um, we say you go into like what's the what's the what's the root cause so if you're if you're drew if there's one emotion that you wanted to get rid of and we do the whole lot but what let's say there was one thing you wanted to get rid of get rid of and Anxiety. Okay. Anxiety, yeah. Okay. Both anxieties. This no, is not really me. Good. I would. Say, I'm okay. Speaking for oh, sorry. I, okay. Anxiety. Yes, that would help me tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for example, we do anxiety, but actually we go anger, fear, sadness. Now, what is so incredible about this process? We look at the root cause, and you, so you close your eyes, and I, I'm going to talk you through it now. And literally, anxiety, can you both pick something that is really, really incidental? Like, oh my God, somebody, Susan is 10 minutes late. Or something, no big deal. Okay, yeah, yeah, something very, yeah. very small. Yeah. Like so small that it's, yeah. yeah. So, so if you close your eyes again, and I'll talk you through it, I will show you rather than talk about it. So, um, what is... I'm talking to your unconscious mind again. Is it okay if I mm -hmm. talk to your mm -hmm. unconscious mind and for your unconscious mind to bring whatever needs to be brought forward to the conscious mind? Is it okay for your unconscious mind to do that? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, what is the root cause of the event? The first event that when disconnected, it will... Get rid of the anxiety, the old emotion, and will free you from this in your future. And at this point, trust your unconscious mind. Anything that comes in, and we're you're picking something very, very small. Anything that comes in, trust your unconscious mind. It might not make sense to your conscious mind, and that's okay. So have you both got something? No, I'm still trying to make sense. So hold on. I, I, something's trying to come up. So, um, rail, railroad, I don't know something. Oh, right, something. I, see, I can go very deep. Very well. This is this is what is going to be wonderful. Yeah. when we do Cause, it. Because when I was second round, stuff started coming up, and I was like, "That's interesting." It, yeah, it's really, really fascinating because right, you have to trust it. You have to and you have yeah. to listen to it very carefully. Yes. Now, what is so 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 important about timeline is we do not go into the event so bob if you've got something then what happens is we um, there are certain positions so basically you go directly above the event this is actually not mm -hmm. going to make any sense until we do it but go directly above the, above the event we look down on the event and is what are the learnings that you need that will allow to free yourself from this from well, yeah. I live my mine is an anxiety as so much as fear of 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 tragic death at, at long before your time. Right. That's constantly so, okay. Consistent. So that's just, a big. That's a big anxiety. So that's we yeah. we need that's to. Do I just call it fear. I don't but call yeah, it. Yeah, but, but sure. But there's, right. There's, so we and so I grew up around nursing homes. So when you were talking, I'm just above <laughs> our nursing home in Culver City. That I'm going to end up in hospitals, and mm, I know Jewish. how that drags on oh. for a year and a half, and that. 
is the oh. only thing that causes me fear and anxiety. Right. Well, that's that's to your conscious mind. I think that here you want to know how deep this runs. Uh-huh. I think that's why I wanted to die from drugs. Ooh. To not, How fucking profound to, to is not, that? To not go to through not that. To not go through that. Yeah. I think, why is yeah. ODing and dying at 28 okay with me? Yeah. Totally wow. was, Simone. You got to understand. Wow. It was to- Drew was there. It was totally okay with me. <laughs> but this... And he didn't what- care who he took with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the trouble comes well, in. Well, <laughs> to be fair, he was saving everybody from those nursing homes. <laughs> so, yes, I was. I was. Nice one. Right? So... so that's been a thing in therapy with me. It's like this. I witnessed it. I watched it my whole life. I, I, you know, the, right. especially but, at in your fifties. I, I wonder if I was I'm picking. I wonder, gonna, if I, I wonder if that R rest of whatever I was thinking. Rail ram. I wonder if I was picking up on his stuff. You could. Yeah, Very maybe well. rest home was what I. Was. Oh yeah. yeah. Ah. You know, you don't want to be there either. <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm. But I'm very sensitive to what yeah. other people are doing. And, now, and, what we would do, and and now I'm chomping at the bits to do it with you both. But what we would do is we go to the earliest event, and we do. I would make sure that we'll have some music and just make sure that our brainwaves are just super, super relaxed. We go to the earliest event. So I'm just going to share my experience mm-hmm. uh, just to talk you through it. So um, in my past, there was lots and lots and lots of multiple traumas. Mm. The The main trauma, like when I saw uh, the person with addiction, when I saw them and I thought they were dead, like on the kitchen floor, yeah. um, and I was this high. So mm-hmm. I was probably five or six my other parent wasn't home and yeah it was absolute that that was obvious trauma and then there were multiple traumas of like being fed salt and being tried to murder fed soap salt oh salt yeah yes which is why I, which is they why which is don't. why i've got to say i'm going to make the joke I'm, we're all right to make that, which is why I was like, Drew, I mean, I need to get over this because sometimes it's really, I mean, that's why I'm not really a swallower. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the soul. I remember we were actually out yeah. to dinner, you mean Susan, in Pasadena some, uh, some time ago. So uh, what came into my mind wasn't one of these big traumatic experiences. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was basically something I didn't even think was trauma and it was the beginning, which was when I heard... The, the person, one of my caregivers, on the phone, and the mother had just, the, my grandmother had just died. And that was, I heard, I was, I think, three. Yeah. And that was, my unconscious knew that was the moment I started to feel unsafe. Mm. Like, really became, or that was what it brought up. So, all it was, was a conversation. I remember being in Switzerland. It was just, it was a conversation that I overheard. And yet, there was nothing traumatic about that, but to my unconscious mind. And so, what happened was that when I went into the experience, I was like, okay, I trust my unconscious mind. When I first did it, I was like, Drew. And it was like, "Uh, no, not coming, not coming. Because I have a, I had like, Quite a big, uh, high, mm-hmm. yeah, high critical factor, which is like, oh, come on, I'm there, I'm keeping you safe, I'm keeping you safe, and uh, so it took me, it took me a little bit, but then when you know the process, I was like, okay, I'm trusting my unconscious mind, and then you go above the event, you look, and it's like, what do you need to learn? And this was 
just one of the most profound things. And it, it really does sound nuts because I remember getting taught it and I was thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your life's going to change on Thursday. And it was like, oh, really? Like these crazy people, you know, just like typical, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, life-changing, transform your life. But it was totally nuts because I went into this experience and I was actually doing this. We were all doing this in, in groups when we were being trained. And I was doing this with, with my friend Ed. He's uh, just a wonderful uh, business coach. And, and I remember, and, and he wasn't a friend at the time, he was a, a stranger. But I remember, and I went in and I went, uh, oh my God. And then I just started laughing. And my unconscious went, you're a bubble of magic. And oh, About him or about yourself? About my unconscious yeah. mind said to me, so I heard it. So I was, we, we went through, you, you know, you are not to blame. But then we, you, what you have to do is you transform. You, but but this that, is that, that, wait a second. So that joy caused a transformation? Well, well wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Let me, um, uh, the, the joy, the learnings caused the, the, the transformation. The so it was just before. This but, came after. So, so you had these connections and then what happened? Then two yeah, days just later? To, just to say, when, when that happened, I know I'm, I'm like, ugh. when it happened, when it said, um, you know, you are not to blame, we have to reframe that and say, oh, I'm okay. You did the best. You know, my, my parents did the best that they can with the resources they have. So we don't go into any negative language. It is positive learnings that we can get from it. And mm-hmm. it's not bullshit learnings. It's not motivational. It's not inspirational. It's just like actually. Why not just more like CBT? It happened. It happened. It's not, it's because, not good or bad. Because. You know what I mean? I'm more into that, that type of logic. Well, good. And that's maybe why you've been in treatment for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But see, I, I, because I, he's like that too. No, like, no, that's just oh, no, the way wait. it is. That's just the way. No, it I'm is. way more like her because because I did a lot of work on that level. But you have but, you and, you, and, you well, have. How do you get over on. this? How do you get over the cynical bar of let you're me just telling you. yourself let, let me, that no, you're to not make yourself it. feel better? Because you want to be another twenty years in therapy. <laughs> listen, listen. I was funny this morning in the shower. Somebody asked me. I was on a radio program, and somebody asked me about. I don't know, early in my career, and I was talking about my severe workaholism. Oh, no, I was on a stage. I was on the stage last night in Fresno, and, and I was, they were asking me questions, and I was talking about how, how profound my workaholism was. And I was like, yeah, then kind of stopped. And I was like, what the hell? Why did it stop? I was literally in front of a thousand people, and I went, yeah. oh, yeah, I went to therapy. And, and, it, wow. and, it, and I, I thought about it again this morning, and it wasn't, I wasn't working on the workaholism. I just... Everything just settled, you know, just in the process of, of the safe environment and the connectedness and all that stuff. And and I just stopped workaholism. <laughs> I just stopped doing How that. How beautiful. Yeah. So, what? so What's that? When, uh, no, I mean, she was the, no, the really bad, bad workaholism. Not the routine workaholism my wife wants to know when. Oh, I love. Not the routine love. workaholism. My, you don't, not the Fresno you last forget. night till midnight or yeah. one in the morning and <laughs> podcast 11 a.m. Susan, you forget how bad it was. I think you, do you remember how bad it was? It was bad. At least it was bad for me because, you know, seeing 60 patients in a day is I insanity. witnessed the end of it, like 7 a.m. at his practice and over to Las yeah, Casinas yeah, and yeah. over the thing yeah. and go to the yeah. radio yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, you saw the end of it. That was pretty crazy, wasn't it, Susan? It's still bad. No, it's no, no. Now because well, well, I, you know uh, why? Because I enjoy. I was, I was say, dreading so that. that. This I enjoy. Right. Okay. And I think there's yeah. the there's a key difference. You've turned yeah. me into a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, he so can, now I'm an so alcoholic can, and a workaholic. Stay home. <laughs> like for me, this is not work. I know at all. That's another is, thing about work. Yeah. I know what he's saying. Work is, can be play. Well, well, look at what you're doing. Can I just jump in and say, yeah. look at what you're doing because you are. You wonder where my hypercritical stuff comes from. <laughs> on, oh yeah. <laughs> um, when if you if you look at what you are doing now, you're giving back. You're sharing. Oh, You're yeah, sharing course. knowledge. Of course, that's a. You're that's giving a, to people. Yeah, that's a necessary piece. So, so here's the thing, and I think so about that a lot. It isn't, I think about that a lot because work, I yeah. I share and I teach staff yeah. and I do stuff and and it's all stuff he taught me or that I learned. Even when I was learning it, it was so joyous to really yeah. fucking master something. Yeah, 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 sure. Right, but one thing that I don't think I got to stick around Las Vegas long enough to make it be a drag. You know what I mean? I was really in my it prime only it, for like five it years. It wasn't a drag for me at that point because things had settled You've down for me a bit. You've been there 20 years. I've been there nine I years. I know, but things settled down for me by the time. And, and then it we took had, me four years to understand what the fuck was going on. But then we had... <laughs> right, I bet. I and then bet. We had, uh, me too. When I was early yeah. In, yeah. In working with drag guys. But it, it, the joy that we shared as a team. Yeah, it was w- fun it was, every yeah, day. Yeah, it was always fun. But now now I want to come... Would you mind kind of switch a little bit because I have some questions for you. Yeah. First of all, did you tell the story about the London Treatment Center last time you were on the show? Yeah, I'm, she did. She did? Uh, yeah. yeah. About the the priory, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yeah. Um, the amount of... of Lack of understanding. Well, no, yeah. and, and I they're think, becoming a brand, a franchise. I know. And oh, I they're think, a ma- and yes, I think, yeah, that's well put. And I think brand. since then, I saw the Amy Winehouse documentary, oh. and it, you got to see that. She wasn't yeah. in there though. But she—that that, wasn't where her and Blake. I, I understand that, but there was. She was in a lot of different places. I, and, and the, I, I mean, I Bob. You, you know that doctor that, that ran the London I haven't, one. I haven't seen it. It, um, it I was must. Atrocious, like you can't believe it. Was it was hideous. Yeah. yeah, and and they they actively they let her, her and her boyfriend be in rehab together in the same room and party <laughs> and, and 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 shuttle in and drugs. charge fifty grand yeah. each. Yeah, it was fifty thousand pounds and the, each. The dad was, and there was one. There was one in the documentary. There was one doctor that they interview. And uh, the, he goes, this is the conditions for treatment. I need to have a private room. I need to have my boyfriend. And he's like, no, you will not. That's insane. Do you want to get well or not? He was like very yeah. – I thought, that guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know where he was, but I thought, that guy knows addiction. So there yeah. are people in London that do know what they're doing. I just don't know where they are. Well, if you yeah. know – if Hang you on. Notice, I, I, what I know is I got to take a break. She did get well. Okay. I, I got to take a break. Be right back. She did get well. Then she died. Nice. <laughs> You know, I'm always happy to talk to you about our friends at Bergamot. They're the makers of a variety of supplements that use the extract from the Bergamot citrus fruit, those polyphenols. That fruit is in Italy. These supplements act as a natural statin that may improve a number of cardiovascular conditions as well as symptoms of the metabolic syndrome, which includes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high blood sugar. As you know, I've been excited about the natural treatment since I first heard about it. I'm getting behind it. The science behind it is sound, and physicians throughout the world and cardiologists are actually using it. Now, the makers that brought to you the formulation Bergamet NA, Bergamet Pro Plus, now bringing you Bergamet Sport. It provides all the same cardiovascular benefits, but has additional additives designed to aid athletes and those with a very, very active lifestyle. Bergamet Sport may help improve stamina and reduce recovery time and reduce muscle inflammation. Now, I've been taking Bergamet myself, and I suggest you talk to your physician to see if Bergamet Sport is right for you. And for a limited time, our listeners can save 10% on their order by entering the code Dr. Drew, D-R-D-R-E-W, at checkout. 
Again, that is D-R-D-R-E-W, all one word, at checkout, and you save 10% on your order of Bergamot. To order the Bergamot Sport for yourself, visit Bergamot.com, Bergamot, N-A, Bergamot, B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T.com, or click on the Bergamot banner on drdrew.com. Uh, we're back. We're, of we're course, back. Of course, it's this life. A reminder, uh, we also want to once again thank our friends at Bergamet for being so supportive and being our sponsors. Type in DRDREW. That's Dr. Drew at checkout for savings 10%. We appreciate the many products they have to offer there. And we stand behind Mega and Pro Plus for treating metabolic syndrome, lowering cholesterol, as well as the sport product. It is uh, a natural HMG reductase inhibitor and affects and metabolic syndrome. And I used to use Pro Plus when Let me I was just follow studying up, for my exams Good. as a teenager. Let I me tell follow. you, it was, it was a lie. Let me follow up on this idea, and I wasn't being disrespectful of what you're doing or CBT oh, yeah. is better, yeah. but but most people that I deal with don't understand that it's not about your parents, that it's about the experience that happened to you and what mem- it made you into. And if you focus too much on the parents and the trauma, that's what I heard you saying, you're just going to chase your own tail around. Yeah. And it happened. And it happened. They didn't do a great job. They didn't nurture and love you the way they should have. For whatever reason. Well, they Maybe did. they didn't give a fuck about you. I don't know. <laughs> well, they did but the best. But it doesn't matter. They, they did, did not the, do the best. They did I disagree the best with, with that language. With, with the resources <laughs> as, as Adam, that they As Adam Corolla says, available. I don't want them to do their best. I want them to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> No, they, That's they brilliant. Did, well, well, I I, I will say that they, they did the best with they the did resources. What they did. What's wrong with that? Well, they did the best with their resources. The resources that they had available to them. And are when you, I say resources, I mean their emotional. Resources, yeah. yeah, their like their emotional. I don't like the word intelligence. Well, but then that sort of, removes the responsibility of of each adult from their from their actions. No, it doesn't. Because, no, it, because you know that a parent, if they sexually abuse their child, they know it's wrong, but they do it anyways. That's not their best. <clears throat> okay, so and that goes on a lot more no, than America I, wants to admit. I I really hear you, and. I really hear you. So it, and that it becomes... seems to the victims like you're praising the parents. They did their best. No. They sexually abused you. Sure, sure, That's not sure. their best. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. But if we look at it, or I choose to look at it from freeing the person. So I want to free the person who has that in, the, in their memories. So this is what timeline's very good. It takes it out of, it doesn't remove the memory. It goes, okay, that happened. And... And now you're getting on with your life because I disagree that it makes the person who they are. It it informs their decisions. It influences their choices yes. and their feelings. But it isn't who they are because what we're going off well, is well, a memory. It might. It but might zero have, to three, if you're neglected, not held, not nursed, and not not it, it nurtured, makes who they are. <laughs> it makes you who you well, are. Well, I disagree. Well, I disagree because it, it, Bob, I was also I I wasn't sexually abused then I did no, have physical no, and, and emotional but I'm talking, I think, the, I think orphans, the horrible you know, like I think the horrible that, stuff that well, goes on how, well, zero to three not nursing yeah, he missed, not he missed, having closeness with the most important right, let's, let's just take sure, the extreme sure, biology sure so, but I will listen I will challenge you both and I will say this because otherwise we are putting people in a fucking prison sentence well, and just, there are people no change is possible Yes, insight, yeah, hang on, hang insight on, and changing hang on. Let's not is get, possible. Let's not get too Pollyannish here. The Romanian orphans, right? They had no human touch for the first four years of life. Many of them, we saw them at Lost and Seen Us. Many of them were adopted here. 
they were angelic looking. They were very manipulative. And uh, they would try to kill people and light people on fire and have no concept that that was something. And the part of the brain necessary for that doesn't exist right. and cannot exist. Okay, so, so they are so, forever. That's made them who they are. Sh- sure. <laughs> sure. Well, um, okay. We can, can they heal from that? I can, think they can. Can they adjust, I, listen, can they adjust to that is right. the question. And, and I'm not dealing with those people who right. are putting people on fire. <laughs> right. Um, Biting their siblings' fingers off. Yeah. yeah. We saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And I had to counsel and, that and, child. And, would right. not, and, so not, and, like, and no sense no sense that something problematic sure. And totally, okay. 15 minutes later, acting totally normal. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, then they have multiple personalities. <laughs> no, no like, they have uh, a brain disorder. They right. Have a brain okay. Disorder. Or a brain disorder, yeah. whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. It's, I'm not dealing with those people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just saying, Drew and Bob, they can be your people. Yeah. I, I'm, I am not. Yeah. I am not equipped to deal but with so, those but people. So, but is, the, the slings and arrows that come at seven, at ten, at twelve—the traumas, those big markers. The routine traumas. Your, the routine experiences the of trauma. <laughs> those are a misery. That's right. Routine misery. S- so ordinary trauma. misery. Yeah. yeah. The the loss of a parent is yeah, significant. and abandonment. Divorce. And divorce. Divorce. I'm divorced, and I. It's a harsh thing to look at, and we have it's conversations. Way, way more about impactful than people it's realize. More. It, how is it any different than the death of a parent? Yeah, they're gone. It's a death. It's the death. death of, of the brain. It's yeah. how the child reads yeah. it and what it implants. It's the death of a family. Implants. Yes, we do know now that here. For We're going to get a people. lot of emails that divorce is totally I'm, good for kids. No, no. I can hear them right now. No, it isn't. It's a death of a family, and kids can be okay. Yeah. But it, but it it's depends a, it's a on major... what it marks. Well, it, well, yes. And also, what we also want to look at is what happens afterwards. Because if you have two parents who love the child, of course they will. the child will have something in their brain going, alert, 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 yeah, abandonment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, of course they're going to have that until they decide to look at it however if they have it's much worse to have a child in fighting like horrible families having a blueprint of no love or a blueprint of a quiet house where there's such indifference not even hate where there's just indifference emptiness emptiness. Yeah. yeah then then that is actually the studies that I've read, although yeah. in it, oh no, neglect is neglect but is very that, severe. That can be more impactful. So yep. I, I want to look at divorce. I think if it's worse. Divorced, I think that's worse. You want to know yes, why? That's what because I'm when they grow up, they're told they had everything. What the fuck is wrong with you? I watch parents do it to their adult children every day. Yeah, which well, you I, know, okay, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and also, what and you're doing with way, divorce, if you're able to deal with like a crisis like that in your life, the parent, what are yeah. you doing? You're giving your child a blueprint, and you're being you're being able to say, "Listen, shit is going to happen," and you know what? You are you. I've gone through this. You're courageous. You like, for example, Bob. You and your ex-wife. How adult you are, and you're still you're showing love to each other. Mm-hmm. And but that's we try. It's an important lesson. Different. And it's genuine. But though. here's it's you, genuine. But the, what you just described. What the empty I, house? I had, I, had a ton, house. I had a ton of that. What's the matter with you? Why you know you got everything? You're spoiled. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, a ton of that. And so my it created workaholism, tunneling the fuck out. <laughs> I, I, I had to tunnel out. How come this generation doesn't tunnel out? I don't out? know. I don't know. I don't understand. What uh, do you mean by tunnel out? Like, like just go and like, don't come back. Sleep in a laundromat. I used yeah, to sleep in laundromats because like, they're like safe. Any escape, like <laughs> wow. like the great like like 
Papillon. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I, I, I'm in prison. I got to get out of here. And once out, then you know, unleashed. freedom. Yeah. Freedom yeah. Freedom was always the big uh, hot button for me. But getting back to that. And, I just, and, I just, and look at what you did to meet your need. Yeah. You yeah. did anything to meet your need. Look at what you did. Oh, Safety. And, and interestingly, no, but the, the future th- stuff that was confusing to me that you were just putting me through was about freedom. Oh. And the and the railroad, the freedom, the railroad. John Henry, freedom, railroad. But, uh, get the fuck out. Maybe Go. freedom, freedom road. <laughs> no, it felt like some sort of more trauma thing, and I, and I was wondering maybe it's your. Oh thing. well, oh, the Chinese oh, making the railroad. All right, you know, well, even the rest homes, the R's, or the, oh, the I was, it was railroad ramrod. I fuck, I don't know. It's fun okay. though. So what we what I have an we, image of a fire engine. Oh, maybe dear. I saw something. Oh, well, yeah. uh, we were supposed to be thinking about the equivalent of a toilet roll, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> oh, no, not in that first bit. The future. Now we're we talking about the future. Training, what are you yeah, yeah, about? I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it's funny, actually, because when, when I first did that, um, I, I had no clue what timeline was. And when I first did it, and I was just like, whoa, my God, I can fucking fly. Mm. I want to fly. And then since in meditations, it has been so interesting. It, it really feels, uh, it is freedom mm. for me as, as well. So, so now I have to complete. Want to know an interesting meditation technique I did with the flying? Because yeah. I've had flying dreams my whole life. Oh. So when, when you were doing that, I'm very familiar with that. So going up and I'm staying above and I'm looking down, right? In, in focused meditation to get rid of, you know, consciousness or whatever, uh-huh. I would go up and I'm seeing myself down below and then like how a balloon goes up into the air and you can't see it anymore and I disappear. Ooh, that's There's cool. nothing there well, that's above the, the, or below. Well, that's what, It works. But if you that's what mindfulness is supposed to be. Yeah. Like awareness of awareness. You know, just, I got to get back into that. I used yeah. to do that every day for years and then I just like now, started watching TV. I, I have another, you know, like the war broke I have out. <laughs> I have another question. I swear to God. So you you talked about uh, CNN replaced my meditative <laughs> right, practice, right? Right, and how do you feel now? Oh, traumatized the world, right? Is exactly. So, so I, it worked. I actually, <laughs> I actually say step away Disconnect. from the news because well, now we, tell, it's funny. I've been telling that to patients a lot right, now. It's crazy because right. they they are affected. We have it. to tell. Yeah, tell I, I told Facebook. Them, I told you know, I told Facebook them, is I told even them, more destructive. But, yes, yes that goes that. without saying. What I, what I've said was I told them. I said you can watch, you listen to BBC, and you can read The Economist. That's it. Oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. all you can do. But hang, we take. Do we yeah. need to take this break now? Woo! Five, in a few minutes, we'll take a break. Okay. Well, what you say? We're all talking at once. Ah, no, not so much talking over each other. Okay. Speaking of emails, uh, our producer, the first lady of love, is going to give us some emails in a second. Great. She seems to like what we're doing, so we're going to go a little bit long today. So. Um, my question was about uh, you mentioned motivational something about a, twenty minutes ago. Uh-huh. You were talking about what this thing is not yes. that you're doing. Yes. And you said something about motivational. It isn't, it isn't motivational okay. bullshit. That's what you said, right? And I thought, didn't Simone go to a Tony Robbins thing or something? <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> wasn't she a convert? You're a seeker. Wasn't she, you're wasn't a seeker. She, wasn't she an evangelist? <laughs> and 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 wasn't I not skeptical and going, what the fuck is that really yeah. doing for yeah, you? you? Really, did. you did. And, and so now tell me in retrospect. Right. Help okay. me. Help me. Um, why do people go to that stuff? It doesn't make any sense It makes sense them feel me. better. Well, if it's we... It's just like church. Now, uh, it's... But that's interesting. Tony Robbins is, I think it, he's what we would call in the UK, 
Marmite. Marmite is this really disgusting, well, I love it actually, this spread that you put on your toast and it's like, you like either Vegemite. love it. It's, it's like, like Vegemite. Vegemite. You either love it or you hate it. And even the adverts in the UK go, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> because they just know. So they've embraced it. So Tony Robbins can be like Marmite. So if I look at the people who love him, um, there are some people who have... I, I don't know how we're also judging this, but there are some people who have got the motivation from him to go off. And, and typically, he's brilliant with regards to money and business and entrepreneurship. Now, if that... I, I mean, I don't, I don't buy that either. Cause, because he... So he talks to... A bunch of uh, people who want to be entrepreneurs and tells them, go be an entrepreneur. Right. There's that, (laughs) or people are already hyper-achieving and on their way, or he talks to Bill Gates and goes, see, the guy's a genius. (laughs) Right. After he's already way along, and and the guy, you know, it's just, come on. So And so also what I've I've got to look at is in the sense of if we look at results – and right, all of us have results. What Tony Robbins is doing—he's talked is, to millions of people. It, you would think there'd be millions of successful people out there, right? Why is it? Why is the why is right. the unemployment rate five percent? Right, and, and <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? I thought he's going to correct all that. Right, and well, and between also, Trump University and Tony yeah. Robbins, I don't know Take what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, so, I, see, I, see, to me, for instance, just yeah. I, your what you're describing to me as infinitely more potential of helping oh, somebody okay, yeah. than standing in a room well, and what being about part crazy? of it. I'd, I'd rather you go to a football game and be, have a group experience that way, you know, or go to a whatever. What about the true praising of the what we always talk about in our politics, but don't really praise what it really is? The small business owner that starts a business and they're doing they work there themselves and their cousin. And then it starts to take success, and then they hire people, and then it gets a little more that's, successful. That's, and it, and they hire vi- people, and they change Bob, 12 people's lives. That's been vilified yes. for the last 10 years. That's, that's been vilified. That's more important to me than Tony Robbins telling a bunch of millionaires they're going to be billionaires. Completely agree. Completely you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, I, and, and I agree. And that and needs then, to be honored, not just in po- political speech, I, I last but night, in personal at, respect. Yeah. I was on a plane last night, and they were talking. They were on there. I was like, oh, my God. Veterans can get all these franchises and things at reduced rates. There's so many opportunities out there for people. We're not showing them. We're not encouraging them. We have to inspire people, not motivate them. We just need to just right. You know what I mean? Right. And 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 this is this is um, where I'm sort of broadening my brand. Like people, a lot of people. The entry point. Yes, there are referrals from people who have either stopped their meth habit and been clean, but now they're a sex addict. I see that so much. Um, how you see they, that. That's that's our bread and butter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> right. Stick around and, another half hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got a couple of yeah. coming and, in. <laughs> <laughs> and and also like if I, if I'm using this language, but also you know people who then become addicted to love and and etc. Um, what what Tony what what I believe in is the work that I do. It facilitates somebody so that it's their brain doing the magic, and they get a sense that they come in the entry point maybe a relationship, but actually they change at a fundamental level because my big thing is somebody having faith in themselves. I, it, I, I just I just thought of something. That's why it's more that, like religion than it is about business. Well, you're or back to Tony Robbins, but I'm still I'm thinking about Simone again. And the reason all everything you said is wonderful and glorious, but yeah. the reason it all works. Think about what you were feeling when Simone was walking us 
making a sale over the house. Mm-hmm. What, what did she do? What was what was work? Why did it work so well? She's excellent at what she does, and that's, she it's her. And it's her. To her. Yeah, it's that's her. right. She's an instrument. Her. She is an instrument. I would have never done it with some other goofy yeah. therapist. That, that's that's right. So, so as usual, I got ten times the cynicism both of you put together. It's true. But I, but, but I trusted you because I've known you. Well, I trust Roland, my therapist. I trust this other teacher I had, Shenzhen. Yeah. Right. I trust them. Yeah. Trust is what it's about. Yeah. And trust has something to do with me about respect. Well, like I have to respect the person. Yeah. I don't respect Tony Robbins. He's a con artist. I'm sorry. I can spot con artists because I'm a junkie. I'm a con artist <laughs> myself. <laughs> right? Well, I will so, say I will say that he, he did a documentary. And uh, this is just from an NLP point. I'm no passing judgment. Anybody can lease says, a helicopter. I just want everyone yeah, at home he, to know that. He says <laughs> in, in, in NLP, one of the things is that the brain doesn't process. Uh, or the unconscious mind does, does not um, look at negatives. So, for example, in England, when you say, how are you? And somebody says, oh, I'm not bad. And and then we wonder why we're miserable. It's because the brain is just hearing, I'm bad, I'm bad. It's not, I'm not bad, as in I'm okay. It's, 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 it cannot process the not. It just looks at that word bad. It connects with the word bad. It has a meaning with the word bad. And so Tony Robbins, the, his, his title of his documentary was, I'm not mm-hmm. your guru. Yeah. And um, for all the good work, I, I, I have an issue with that. Because I didn't, I, it doesn't feel authentic. Because anyone who reads up about NLP on the internet will know, from their perspective, which Tony Robbins is trained in, that the not is not processed. So the sure. message is hypnotism. So it's I'm your guru, and we use that actually in hypnosis a lot with people who are you have, doing hypnotherapies. Uh, yeah. Have you been the subject of hypnotherapies? Yes. What's yeah. that like for you? Um, it, it was it was sort of hypnotherapy with NLP. It was fantastic because it added to like the timeline experience where I actually I sort of dealt with like having an off switch, an off switch from my thoughts. And I would say that I would I still need more practice with that, but having an off switch from my thoughts and and I heard like one of my parents' voices, like whose voice is it that I'm hearing? And I heard. And then I've, I I found it a tremendously amazing experience. And then what was wonderful was I got tested that night. And when I say tested, I had uh, an experience, an event that could have been so traumatic. And it was the night before uh, doing my master uh, in NLP. And and it was like, oh my gosh. So what was happening, I just wasn't, I, I just actually started laughing and really not in a mean way, but I couldn't stop laughing because in the hypnosis, I didn't realize I was, just, I just started laughing and laughing and laughing. It was, it was wonderful. I swear, Bob, honestly, I, I You're in this whole world of, you love know, it. you know, one of the, one of the kind of iconic stories about Eastern coming to West is the Yogananda, right? So, Drew, I don't know if you're familiar with the story. The Yogananda comes here. Gurus in India and what was Pakistan or whatever used to just show up and teach meditation, teach yoga, right? And it was just a cultural thing that people brought him food, they brought him flowers, they brought him a blanket to sleep on or whatever. And this went on for thousands of years, Drew. So the Yogananda gets this message from from whatever, God consciousness, to go to America and, and 
teach, right? So he comes here and he does that, and it's all free, and nobody shows up, or half houses, right? And he goes all the way through in a 12-city tour, Chicago, L.A., starts in L.A., goes to Chicago, New York, Boston, and it's a failure. And all his followers are like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> we got like 100 people, you know, we got to transport across the country for you to teach people who don't show up about this, and yep. they're doubting their master. And he said, you know what? Schedule another meditation meeting in Los Angeles, but charge $1. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that, that is what all that came after is about. Well, but, but it's, because America doesn't value anything it doesn't pay for. And yeah. Tony has tapped into America wants to be rich. So pay me and I'll tell you how to be rich. Yeah. And this is mimicked throughout t- television. And then, and then now, if it, right? if it then becomes pay me and I'll tell you how to be rich, then that's okay. Then it's not pay me and I'll tell you how to transform your life and you'll become, yeah, yeah, you'll, I, you'll be able to he, love and you'll be able to do this because that is two different messages. But it's really interesting. I really want to get in with uh, into this with uh, following on from what Bob was saying about how the way I figured out, it was only last week, I figured out why was my sex therapy so successful? And people were staying with me way after the, you know, the sexual issue mm-hmm. had, had been solved. Mm-hmm. And because, because they were well, scared you, to leave well, you. Hang on. Well, what, so what? Well, no. I, w- I will say no because they kept learning. Yeah. And what was happening was I, I, I figured can, this can, out. Can we say kept growing? Is that a more accurate? Yeah, learning and growing. Growing. Le- okay, growing. But learning about themselves and their but, potential. But the question would which be, is but growing. the question, yeah. Simone, is... But not did growing they, out. Did they need not you... Not expanding. Did they need <laughs> you to continue growing and learning? Probably not. But well, but they were so attached to you, they think that you're... That's the thing Bob, that you have to Bob, disconnect Bob, from. Bob, here's what I, happens. Because I went through this in my own therapy. Okay. What happens is eventually you stop growing... And the therapist is aware of it and goes, mm, I think, you know, this is ending. And then, so that, or you have to sort of, the patient has to sort of arrive at it, their own conclusion. And when I arrived and I went, I got to get out of here, I started working again. And it took me three years to get out. In other words, I did a, a termination. You have all kinds of feelings about the termination, which is really the rapprochement phase of development, now, where you're coming and going and coming and going and learning to be out in the world away from your attachment yeah now i will say to both of you and i'm oh i have to come back once i've really sorted this out in okay, my mind. okay then we gotta I go to will, break uh, go okay break. say it say okay it. well i'm just gonna say this very quickly i don't think it's people are attached what they're attached to is their growth and their potential now let me just say this. I'll try and say it in a sentence. It's never going to happen, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is way too linear. Oh, un- non-linear. Um, what happens is they learn. Okay, they learn the body skills. They learn breath. And suddenly they see that this... Uh, and, and they learn about... Simone. Who they are. I need to speak to your unconscious. May I speak to your unconscious? Oh, We're going to take a commercial break. I will, but first I need to speak to your unconscious. May I speak to your unconscious? Yes. You're afraid of people attaching to you Yeah, you don't like it. Take a break. Be right back. Be right back. We'll be right back. National Assessment Foundation, it is the first not-for-profit concierge service developed for those suffering with drug and alcohol addiction. They provide you with professionals that you need. They have recovering people and well-trained people doing the assessments, and they refer to high-quality programs, and they follow up to make people sure they get into a program. Even those without coverage without any resources they will help them get treatment as well and it is free of charge 
They're a group of dedicated professionals whose goal is to help. They have a good knowledge base. They are connected to thousands of recovery specialists across the country. And most importantly, they are the one for you. The team is built to recovering addicts. As I said, they've been where you've been. They've been there and back many times. And they believe that your treatment should be as unique and as individualized as you. They custom build the plan and the referral. They believe that money should not stand in the way of quality treatment you deserve. And they will advocate on your behalf to ensure you get the best treatment available and be sure your disease doesn't prevent you from getting on to that treatment. And you should not worry about planning the treatment where you stay. You've got enough on your plate dealing with the disease of addiction. They will take care of everything. They will even help with travel arrangements on your behalf. That is the National Assessment Foundation at 888-494-9186. Again, 888-494-9186. So now we're back and we're going to talk about attachment for five seconds. No, but first I want to say that... uh, our crack producer gave me a bunch of emails we're going to get into in a second. It's really interesting. The most interesting thing about reading everybody's emails, in the first sentence, they're just out with they, – they, I know exactly what they're talking about. Then they tell their story, but they're all very clear. Every single email. Oh, that's like, fantastic. Yeah, it's really interesting. And, and, and what's made them more clear is me being unclear. <laughs> You're unconscious, being <laughs> fearful contra- of attachment. The contra- so, Bob? Well, I wouldn't say that. I tell you – I think what I'm trying to express, and let me say I'm not thinking, what I want to express is that – um, when a person and through our experience is all le- learning and growing and getting something from the experience, then this is absolutely fantastic. They stay mm-hmm. as long as they want to yeah. stay. And yeah. for some people that can be different. And some people don't want to go into like big, big, big expansion. Um, for me, I'm just somebody that just wants to go in and in and in and in because I'm an enormously curious person like the both of you. Mm. And and even if I – look, I've done timeline. I don't have the same trauma. I know I'm not reaching my full potential because I'm, I'm not the Dalai Lama. Have I reached enlightenment? Have I – Have I? when somebody is mean to me, am I like, oh, good, they've got it out. You know my favorite saying? Yeah. They asked the Dalai Lama what's wrong with the world, and he could have said, you know, China or yeah. a million things, selfishness or whatever. He just said, lack of insight, <laughs> which is a very which spiritual way of saying people are stupid and selfish. <laughs> yes, yes, lack that's brilliant. Insight. And so, lack okay, so Did you ever as hear long that, as Drew? people... They asked the Dalai Lama what was wrong with the world. He said, lack of insight. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, brilliantly put yeah. in three words. I'll yeah. learn from him. All right. So, so they learn different things. That's what I'm saying. And because I'm trained in so many different areas. Yeah. It's, it's but I'm telling you, the the Bob is right. It's the attachment <laughs> that's the primary mechanism. I See, want people to here's be, why okay. you, here's what, what, the thing. He and I can attach and detach, yeah. right? Right. So you have no, you don't have to worry about being with us. Yeah. But yeah. you get six or eight of the people that are on that sex addiction show with you. Yeah. Know, like yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. you're attachment outgunned. Yeah, yeah. Of what it takes to help them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So and, yes, and, and you know, it, one of the things that's coming out of research over and over again is that it doesn't matter which technique you use, the empathic attunement of the, of yes. the therapist is what determines the outcome. Yes, that's yes, all yes. I'm saying to you. The com- yeah, you the compassion. So let's be yeah. empathic with our with our email. Yeah, questions. we got yes. a lot of interesting emails. I, I we got some addiction things, some suboxone things, some sex therapy things. Let's, let's right. go. Let's go back on the sex therapy. How uh, are they different? Yeah, they're very. <laughs> I've uh, been to my own doctor. This is Nina. She had blood work done. Uh, her libido dropped. It's slowly coming back, but still frustrating the man I'm dating. I just doubt I'm premenopausal because I'm 25 years old. What could it be? What would the most normal reason 25-year-old drop in libido? Drugs. Medication, yeah. 
Susan, right. Susan I was going to say, yeah, I yeah. was going to say medication. Birth, birth control pill. No one tells them the birth control yeah. pill does that, and it really does it a lot. And and, and okay, it can, and it can persist afterwards, sometimes for years. There's, there's a guy named Andrew Goldstein who, if you go to Dr. Drew uh, podcast, one of the earlier podcasts. Is he, he a stand-up comedian? No, no. <laughs> he's got research on the the estrogen receptors and the progesterone receptors and how certain individuals with these so-called long receptors are very prone to this phenomenon of libido, libido drop and even after the drug is long, gone. Long meaning deep receptor sites? Mm, the proteins are longer. So. Oh. Now, it, for me, I That's would... in the addiction area. You know yeah. that. Right, okay. There you go, especially meth. Um, what is meth? Well, meth closes oh, up the, the, receptor, the receptor sites. How well, about no, that? Some people, it increases libido, which is what's weird. And most meth addicts have real shutdown libido after they stop. Um, can I say, to add to, what's the name? Are we allowed Nina, to say? Yeah. Nina. The, the, but what else is dropping her libido? Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, this has brought up an interesting thing in her relationship. Mm-hmm. So, how is the frustration being communicated because now we're going into unconscious stuff i remember being in a relationship and um for the first time ever i had painful sex i'm not saying i've got a really wide vagina i wish i had but i really haven't (laughs) i'm very small (laughs) and right now i tell you i'm like a born-again virgin but beside the point and i remember (laughs) having i don't need i don't need to talk to your subconscious this bad Yeah. yeah, you did it, Drew. You did it. Some, some um, so I had I had painful sex, and I couldn't figure out why. This was way before I was a sex therapist. I could not figure out why. And then uh, about a month later, I ended up in hospital for two weeks. They thought I had meningitis. They they thought I had a brain tumor. And this was in England, where we don't put ho- people in hospital for it was ten days actually. And I had lumbar puncture and all the rest of it, and brain scans. And it was my body. I use the word shut down, but I don't think that's a, a proper term. But, but basically, my body i believe it was connected to my emotions i wasn't expressing my emotions so i'd shut down guess what happened as soon as the they, it was idiopathic they i mean they're not going to say it's like emotional about three steps out of the hospital this was with the same person i went oh my god I'm a common denominator. I found out the guy, like, as in for these abusive relationships, I found out the guy what, had a 50000 which is $70,000, $80,000 a year cocaine habit. I wasn't aware of that. He, you know this guy. I'm sure I do. Mm. Oh. Anybody that's got and, that much stuff I know, I know, for- oh, I know. <laughs> so, I know this guy too. And, uh, so, oh, my gosh. So, you, you know I knew this, right? Wasn't I, it you? Was it this guy? I, I, this was in England. Oh, no. Anyway. Well, anyway, so but I'm sure there are, let's say, many people like him. Yes. Um, and eighty thousand is a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> but, but a sociopath, a, lot. a sociopath will make you sick because you you think you're crazy all the time. You, you're always questioning everything. You don't. You can't. You can't get your feet under you. Right. And I was like, oh, he's very jittery. Point mm-hmm. being, sexually, what happened? Shut. There was a shutting. Mm-hmm. There was pain. I did not trust. Yeah. So I didn't want this person in me. Yeah. But yet, my body was letting me know. And it wasn't just saying about penis to vagina. It was basically saying, you do not want to be connected with this person. So that's what I'm saying. Right. I, I'm not saying that that is the case for Here's her. Here's another one. Here's a simple one. But she also could be depressed. I hope yes. she's not reading this with this her she, boyfriend. She <laughs> 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 yeah. no, and if no, she is with a boyfriend... So the point is, let's just then, summarize it. So there yeah. could be interpersonal Medication issues. is what I Medication would Medication is number one. Interpersonal issues, mood issues, anxiety issues, on down the line. And, and, let's, and she's had let's, a thorough medical workup, which is good. Right, and, and 
if the frustration is being dealt with in a really adult, beautiful way, yeah. it can bring them closer. Right. So okay, here's it could an be an opportunity. One. A easy one, but I'm not going to get into the weeds on this one. This is from Rachel. Uh, oh, God, honestly, Drew, when, it, when is the time going to come? See, this is why I'm still working on myself. Like, my thoughts need to be a little Stay bit more me. linear. Stay with oh, me. I like being in the unconscious group. <laughs> 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 He's hypnotized me. Rachel wants to know, <laughs> wants to know uh, embarrassing but intimate important question. This mm-hmm. is a sex question. She essentially, uh, it's pretty graphic, uh, essentially she has discovered anal sex and right? really enjoys it. Both uh-huh. part of the, but she has a hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids, and she has bleeding. So what does she do? Well, that's over to you. Oh, I would you. always defer to Dr. Thank Drew on that one. Thank you for that. <laughs> I so, felt like I was on Love Lines in 1987. It is an issue. Uh, you may Sometimes there are operative in, re, interventions for that. And, of course, there are very... Wouldn't you just stop <gasps> until it all cleared up yeah. and then continue? You, it is. Uh, she really needs to see a proctologist to see how severe these Ooh, things are. Oh, gosh. And to see you know who was a proctologist? Dr. Bob from AA. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't that's know what that. he was. That's Can you imagine? Well, that's a, we, we call them. Well, no, I didn't even know that word existed. Well, today we call them we call them colorectal surgeons. Oh, there you uh, go. So, that's much nicer. Uh, Flowery. Yes. And uh, this again, there's operative repairs for this kind of thing. There's banding. There's all kinds of. I would now have, I feel like I'm listening to Love Lines in the nineties. Slow down. <laughs> there are creams and things and treatments and softeners right. and there's lots oh, of things to be done. But they, you really need somebody to look at what's going on there and really define. Remember how indignant you used to get about all the anal sex calls on love lines? No, you, I, you no, did. No, no, no. Listen, you listen. were like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Bob, to, for the girls what, what feeling got, like they had to do that's it. That's what yeah. I got indignant yes. about. What they were saying, "This is incredibly painful. I hate yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my boyfriend really likes it. So, I'm, what do I, what do I do to tolerate this misery? <laughs> oh yes, God. that's not yes. what Rachel is saying. Rachel is saying, "I'm dig it, and oh, I don't want to hurt myself." Yeah. So, fine. All right, here we go. So, oh. uh, Can I ask um, something that might be on the audience's mind as well? Uh, uh, does anal sex cause hemorrhoids? Yes. Well, in people that are prone. Not everyone gets them. Right, okay. Uh, so uh, this was a, this is a bunch of interesting stuff. All Alcoholism right. causes it too, doesn't it? Can. Yeah. The, liver anal disease. Sex. Liver disease. No, no. liver disease. <laughs> oh, yeah, both. Yeah. Liver disease uh, <laughs> can cause hemorrhoids. Uh, right. They're really... Oh. Horrible ones, in fact. Oh. Okay, so here we go. I never had that. I'm just talking about. I read it in Charles Bukowski. I just want. Uh, I have a substance <laughs> problem. Clear that up. Yeah. <laughs> this Bridget woman. She let's say how old she is. She has a substance problem. I have a bright four year old daughter. I have allowed a oh. fellow addict into her life. Who has a three year old daughter. I want to work to heal us both for the sake of our daughters and the newly formed family. How long are they family. sober? How long they're are they sober? They're not sober. They're using. Oh dear, dear, dear. Two dear, two dear. anvils trying to trying to keep each other afloat. Call the National Assessment Foundation. Yeah, here's 888-494-9186. the deal. 888-494-9186. You each go to different treatment centers, see what happens. Get you, you grandma cannot, to watch the you children. You cannot affect or be responsible for one another's treatments. You're right. Get mm. the kids in the hands of another family member. And, you know, that uh, is the weirdest treatment. thing. And I all the kids go to the grandparents it. who probably caused the thing. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> Well, you know what it usually is? But it's just like, what else are you? Who else is going to watch a kid? But to be fair. Your sister. But Bob, (laughs) the real perpetrator is usually somebody who's not there anymore. And the one left behind is often a a capable caretaker. But uh, we we need uh, the the kids. You know, people go, I can't leave my kids. 
The kids oh, sure are, you can. I mean, you well, leave you them all sh- the time to go get dope. Right. Not only that, but the kids are in misery when you're around. So all they need to know is that you're sick, you're in treatment, you're getting well, and they're, they are happy with that explanation, believe me. And just to add in what we were talking about earlier about attachment, uh, somebody can be physically there, but the child oh, will yeah. not feel Again, their, that's me. That's yeah, me. their emotional um, need, connections. Need so. help. Need help with mother-in-law? She's been on laundry list meds for 10-plus years, including morphine. She's depressed, won't leave the house, diagnosed with anemia. Doctors won't help her get off the meds. She is missing grandkids' entire life. What, what do I do? What meds? Matt. Come on, what meds? You know, we could list Benzo's them. It's the opiates. usual. Yeah, it's the usual list. So, How old is the the, the, the We don't grandma? know. They don't give us that. Uh, but there there is certain people that you aren't going to treat successfully. She may be one of those people. Suboxone might be an excellent alternative for that. They don't but, want it, though. I've, I've recommended it to 72-year-old clients. They don't want it. Yeah. Doesn't do any, there's, there, I choose to believe that these people like this uh-huh. are what the ASAM created this thing in, I don't know, 15 years ago saying pseudo-addict. Mm. The woman's a pseudo-addict. What does that mean? It's, it's just a term that because there are so many prescription drug addicts coming to what had primarily been alcohol and illicit drug treatment, uh-huh. they want, and they were kind of not fitting in and it wasn't working right. So ASAM, the American Society of Addiction Medicine, tried to figure out what are we going to call this new breed of right. addict well, and they call it pseudo addict and I liked that well, name and then people don't like it we don't have it anymore now, why well, well, that's actually, what they kind of are they're not I, junkies I understand. I understand but now we have this whole new category the DSM whatever <laughs> we're into <laughs> uh, is now got a whole different way of analyzing this it's substance use disorder yeah they made it substance disorder, use disorder that. with dependency uh, they they term he, he I know of no way to is there a personality component of the diagnosis? They, they've taken away the axes, so you can't really. Uh, it's all very confusing. It's going to be refined, believe me. But here's the deal: um, I know of no way to create stigma more powerfully than to say we can't say that word. Don't call him an addict. No, not addiction. That yeah, that stigmatizes yeah. them. Well, Are you kidding? So now the word addiction is verboten. And it's insane that we don't call addicts addicts. It's insane because we we don't want to stigmatize them, which is characteristic of what's really happened in my profession, where they they coddle addicts. They're, oh no, I understand. What's important is that you're coming to me and listening to me. It's like they they believe everything. They they. Well, I, I get, believe I'm, we need a new drug treatment to, and, that deals with that population or that the kind old lady. Of client, okay, well, right? I, I'm I we've wonder, dealt with them. Remember yep. the lady that walked yeah. and moved in next door and yeah. kept taking walks. Yeah, it was weird. We had a client. And she just. She liked us so much, she just got the apartment next door to the hospital, <laughs> and she would come, come on her walks. Yeah. Do you know, that reminds me of a story where she my father- She also had recurring remitting sobriety, too, yeah. and it, but, uh, you know, I loved her. Okay, this, isn't, this is just like a slight side note, but it reminds me of when, when, uh, when my father is, uh, has his grave, or whatever we call it, um, there was a woman who was at Peter Sellers is there and she was the biggest Peter Sellers fan she was alive she was 35 but she booked and rented the space next to Peter Sellers so she could be next to him alright you guys made me lose my train goes, of thought what sorry. were we talking about we are talking about that woman the 65 you were talking the, about multiple, multiple medicine so I'm not even sure for instance that, that Prince was an addict he might have been one of these Drug abusing dependent, drug use disorder dependent, but not what we would call an addict in the sense. But see, I what they call go addict. to the personality. He had obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Yeah. Obviously, Maybe. he had like attachment disorder. Yeah. He had he would live alone trauma. by himself he had in trauma, a recording. Severe trauma. He had workaholism. He had perfectionism to the point that, and I say this to a lot of my musician friends: at a certain point, you can't do what you did in your twenties. 
physically you can't do it. Yeah. Prince refuses to refuse to acknowledge that he was having degenerative hip dis. dis I, I, right? I I doubt it. I think what he was having was chronic pain from chronic opiate use. Ah. I saw him walking at the Lakers game one time. It was like watching a ba- old basketball player walk. I, I understand, but the op- you know how the opiates really make that intolerable. Yeah, you can't tolerate getting up in the morning. Right. I mean, the best thing ever. Pat W. said to me, like he was on a prescription drug withdrawal, Run. right? No, and I said, dude, how are you doing today? And he goes, my eyelashes hurt. <laughs> but, but drug addicts, you, just, you just numb yourself to the human experience. But opiates for, are sort of chronically like that. They're chronically in wow. some state like that. So uh, let's keep moving. One more question. Uh, 44, I've been addicted to drugs most of my life. I thought I found a miracle in Suboxone six years ago. Now I'm in worse shape. My memory is going. My bones are brittle. I lost all my uh, teeth. The, the drug uh, is done in my life. I can never that fix. That going to happen anyway. Yeah, I know. Uh, Sending this hopes to get me some good help. Again, call the National Foundation. I will go anywhere in the USA to get detoxed. So he. the bottom line is, is that Suboxone is a temporizing measure. It can save lives. Um, but, but let's shoe that needs the, to fall. Can we deal with the mythology about methadone and now suboxone? It well, doesn't get into your bone marrow. No, it's all this no, nonsense. No, yeah, yeah. Even clinicians repeat that I stuff, know, Drew. I know. Listen, it's ridiculous. No medicine goes into your bone marrow. Listen, you, wanna, <laughs> you know how you're chronically dependent on nicotine gum? Yes, I a, I, I'll have some right now. I had a Drew. fight with a cardiologist <laughs> about that. Like the, They were like, oh, no, nicotine's terrible. I'm like, nicotine's nothing. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird misconceptions it's expensive, that's all. For but, sure. But one thing that, now he's saying Suboxone caused all that. No, malnutrition, long-term drug use. He's probably a high older. dose of Suboxone, yeah, yeah. whatever. But you, you, happily, he should get off, and that's the whole point. It's about you having a flourishing life. Have a flourishing life is what you and I are interested in, Bob. That's what we like to treat. The British don't Much the way that. you don't want to treat the Romanian orphans, we don't want to treat the yeah. the uninterested in recovery. The people I that, don't want to treat anybody that thinks Tony Robbins has a solution. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird to me that he's had such but he success. Does, he's, he, for decades. It's well, not so just, four or five years. But what, so, so he must be doing something for people. There would be outing. You know what I mean? People would right, out so this. He, no, he's he a was good trained. guy. I imagine he's a good guy. You remember he wanted to buy Lost and Cena's at one point. Yeah. And he was not so much of it. No, he was a nice guy. No, I, I, I think he's a nice guy. Here's the thing. There's some gurus that are nice guys. Dalai Lama's a guru. I don't care uh-huh. what you say. He's a leader of a bunch of people follow his word. There's a lot of there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Right? I I don't understand the word. I I have a little bit of um confusion with what do we mean by the word guru? Because guru, people get addicted to Tony Robbins. They get addicted. And I've heard him on, I, I know why he's... Go to Malibu. People get addicted to the Dalai right. Lama. So, <laughs> no. so maybe the they hugging just, nun, all that stuff. Maybe they're addicted right. to the high that he creates in that group yeah, experience. Yeah. You know? and then, I think it's an arrogance and a narcissism myself, personally. The, 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 There's a component of it. For him or the, or the patients? For the, the people, people that want to be so spiritual. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a piety well, to well, it. Let, it doesn't exist in real religion. Well, let's let's sanctimonious, yeah, 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 and that was a very generalized. So, not everybody yeah, who yeah. wants spirituality right, or sort of wants of to get course. in touch with that in them, of course, is no. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying there's. I just there's, wanted to clarify I, that for anyone listening. Know, what I've I've witnessed the whole self help movement. I've born and raised in Los uh-huh. Angeles. My sisters went to the, whatever it was, the screaming thing primal therapy, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was all around right. Landmark yeah. Forum, all this oh, stuff. Yeah. All the weird they all, they stuff goes of, on in L.A. You ever yeah. wonder why that is? Because all L.A. is a transient population. They come from all over to go be and ex- become. Right? Well, good, because then they can all come to me and, <laughs> and actually... Actually become. Yes. Actually become. <laughs> actually become. Right. With that, we'll have to say farewell. Where can they find you? Yeah, where do they come to you? Where, well, um, my website is currently being done. Uh, so you can get in touch, actually. It'll in- be Simone, Simone dot underscore exclamation point. <laughs> at, she, she adds all these weird things to I her. did when I didn't understand Twitter. Um, anyone can get in touch. It's either info at SimoneBN.com or if you Google One me, word, Simone BN. Yeah. B-I-E-N-N-E. Just, yeah, you'll find me. All right. Be sure to check out what's happening at DrDrew.com as well. Please, new shows, new articles every week. And don't forget uh, Weekly Infusion, the Dr. Drew Podcast, and I'm a Dr. Drew Podcast. And as you see, we try to get your emails at the contact list, DrDrew.com slash contact. Uh, also, uh, as I said, visit the other shows there as well. Don't forget our uh, National Assessment Foundation and Bergamot. And what's the phone number again, Bob? Slowly. 888-484-9491. Nine one eight six. We'll have it so up on the website. So eight 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 four nine four nine one eight six. We'll have it up the website. Anybody you know that's got addiction problems and you know yep. they want to figure out if they can go somewhere, call that number. I, All right. Yeah, I will. Thank you guys. We'll and also, you. also, oh. we'll put a link on drdrew.com. Where you can find Simone Bien okay, good. and get all your therapy. Well, right. I want to. I want to get Simone to work with me in Laguna. That's the. Next well, that's the, that'll be after. Yes. after that's our after show. All right, we'll see you next <laughs> time. Bye.
freeze. 